Santa Claus is coming to town. Or is he? Or isn't he? Or I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the whole thing, right? Ah, Mama, if you clicked on this episode, perhaps you're in the same dilemma that I have found myself in this beautiful Christmas season. If you're like me, you're raising a house full of littles and there are just so many conundrums that quite honestly just abruptly blurt themselves like like a toddler's voice themselves like in our lives and we have to make decisions sometimes on the spot or at least it can feel that way of which way do we want our family to go like we are right along with our husbands we are navigating someone's childhood as if that wasn't enough pressure and around this time of year there is perhaps no central figure bigger than Jesus than is Santa Claus and especially if you're raising your kids in the states like I now am Santa seems to be everywhere. I mean, you cannot escape him, right? Mamas, he is everywhere. He is at the mall. He's at the fire stations. He's now even in our kids' schools, right? And, you know, that was when Santa first got brought up in our household this year. Before I or my husband even had the chance to actually talk about what do we want our children to believe? What do we want to tell them about this figure that is inescapable? So our son, Mason, he's three and a half. And um, for those of you who this may be your first episode listening to my podcast, I'm an American. My husband is Belgian. And we had both of our boys, including my bonus daughter, all were born in Belgium. And we just immigrated here in July of 2023. So this is our first American Christmas and our son Mason started preschool just in October and kind of suddenly out of nowhere he started coming home in the last weeks of November talking all about Santa and he was so excited you could just see joy ripple through his body about a man that we have never even talked about. Now, in our household, you would see Santa Claus occasionally, like on the TV with commercials, or our son really loves watching Christmas music videos on YouTube, so he has memorized Jingle Bells since it was basically the 4th of July in our household, And but it never really occurred to us that we needed to officially have the conversation until the conversation had kind of already somewhat happened outside of our home. So then my husband and I needed to decide, what do we want in our household? To believe or not to believe in Santa, that has become the big question in our household. And maybe it's become one in yours as well. And that is why I'm bringing this episode to you today. I am not telling you how to believe. I am not telling you how Christian are you if you decide to let your children believe in Santa Claus or not. What I am going to do is I'm coming to you as a fellow mom who has this very same conundrum in our own house. And I'm just going to be totally transparent. I am recording this episode about 24 hours after we brought our son to a pancake breakfast at our local firehouse with Santa Claus, where he met Santa and got a present from him. So I am not perfect in this either. And I don't, I don't think any of us really are going to be perfect moms. And so really let that go out the window at this point. And I, what I want to do for you today is just break down some of the biggest pros and cons that I have, I have discovered in my own conversations with other moms of littles and that I did some research for online. And then I'm going to let you, of course, at the end of the day, 
ask the Holy Spirit, as for me and my house, right? We will serve the Lord. And what do we feel about Santa Claus? Because you ultimately have to make your own decision. So without further ado, let's go ahead. Let's buckle up. Let's with an open eye and open minds and open hearts. Let's discuss the pros and cons of allowing our children to believe in Santa Claus. You might just surprise yourself by the end of this episode. Let's go. Hey mama, welcome to the Energize Mama podcast, the podcast designed exclusively for moms navigating the challenging yet pivotal years of parenting children aged five and under. Are you longing to raise good godly kids all while preserving your own well-being and energy? Do you find yourself thinking, how can I keep up with my little ones or how can I raise them to be loving and godly? I'm Cheyenne and I've walked exactly in your shoes. Honestly, on some days I'm still there. I know what it's like to face the daily demands of motherhood and wish for more energy to be the loving, godly mom I aspire to be. I've been there with a strong-willed toddler and a desire to balance being a devoted wife, a mom, a stepmom, and an entrepreneur. I'm here to tell you that it is possible to raise your children with strong values and boundless love all while nurturing your own energy and well-being. In this podcast, you'll find valuable insights on managing your time and boosting your vitality. You'll gain practical tips for disciplining your children with grace and wisdom. And you'll join me in the journey of raising your kids to be good, godly individuals. My mission is to help you thrive as a mom while experiencing the joy of watching your children grow in faith and character. We'll explore how you can maintain your energy because the most godly loving mom is the one who takes care of herself too. So go ahead, mama, grab those headphones, pour yourself that refreshing green smoothie and get ready to be hashtag momspired because rest assured you're no longer alone on this incredible journey of motherhood. think about how I wanted to lay out this episode and I'm not sure what kind of learner you are, right? I'm visual and like auditory. I tend to lean more on the visual. So if you're listening right now, feel free to jot down at least some of the highlights that stand out to you. There may be some pros and cons I read out to you that you may be like, uh, who cares? Or that doesn't matter in our house. And that's fine, right? Leave that one to the side. But the ones that really are making you think or that you're like, yes, yes, that's that's why I want to or why I don't want to, make sure that you write those down or pause this episode and maybe play it back for your husband so that you guys can discuss and really have an open discussion about how you want to basically deal with the entire conversation around Santa Claus in your house. And mama, I know that it is now only a week before Christmas when this episode came out. Please know that this isn't something you have to have nailed in stone right now. Um, Before I dive into the pros and cons, what's happened in our household is we've kind of just let the story run loose from what my, what our son has learned in school. And we're not saying yes or no about it. It's not that we're not addressing it. We're just not affirming over and over the Santa Claus story in our home, but we're also not crushing our son's dream, so to say as well. So uh, I will say for in our house, we do emphasize Jesus all the time. And we're really emphasizing that it's a big birthday party coming up. And we're even going to bake Jesus a cake and really focus on just like we celebrate birthdays in our house that December 25th is a day to celebrate Jesus's birth and why that's so exciting and so important. So 
Anyways, I thought I would just, you know, rip off the band-aid, share with you guys where we're at, and now you guys get to decide where you're at. So how I have formed up this list is instead of going through a bunch of pros and then a bunch of cons, I'm going to go through different reasonings behind maybe why you would believe or not believe and talk about a pro and a con on both sides. So without further ado, here we go. So a very common pro that a lot of people think about when they think about the magic of believing in Santa Claus, right? The pro is in fostering imagination, right? So the pro behind that is the belief in Santa encourages imaginative thinking and creativity. I mean, when your children look at a chimney now and all of a sudden imagine, wow, a big burly man in a red suit and a big sack coming down that well of course it's possible and that's the beauty of littles right is that they learn this story and they instantly don't even question yes reindeer are going to land on our roof and yes there's little elves making presents where if you first presented this idea to say a nine-year-old they may be like um no like this doesn't even make sense mom so this is the time where your children are full and vibrant and alive. I mean, they make up stories everywhere they go, right? I mean, you can't go to a playground without your child coming back and sharing how there was T-Rexes chasing them or how there were dragons flying above. So again, Santa is very similar in that is that it is a part of make-believe that your children really just want to and you know, they want to dive into that story and they can let their creativity go wild. Of course, the con there is that there are critics that would argue that children can develop a vibrant imagination without relying on fictional characters, right? So it's not saying that, oh, only by believing in Santa can your children have imaginative play and thinking and being creative. No, no, they can, of course, have it without that. For instance, you can, as our son has recently been so, so engrossed in the story of Jonah, a true story from the Bible, you can also develop your children's vibrant imagination with true stories or with real characters, something that's very real and tangible in your life. I know my son has quite a few stories about what our dog does on a daily basis that just absolutely blowed my mind. So the second reason why you might want to have your children believe in Santa Claus would be just simply building traditions, right? So again, it's that whole premise of the Santa Claus story. Once a year on Christmas Eve, Santa comes and we get so excited because he puts presents under the tree. And then in the morning on Christmas morning, he's eaten the cookies we've put out. He's drank the milk and then we get to open the presents he left. So it is such a central figure, Santa Claus, in many, many traditions around the world, or even like a Saint Nick, like we used to celebrate over in Belgium. So you're kind of contributing if you allow your children to believe in this, that they're going to have a sense of shared experiences, right? So it is something that they're also going to share with their peers because it is such a huge tradition, especially here in the United States. The con, of course, is that families, you're totally allowed to create meaningful traditions without incorporating the belief in Santa. I actually just did an episode, episode 89, where I talk all about incorporating traditions into your household. Some of them involve the Santa Claus story, but many of them didn't. So if you're looking and you feel convicted of not having Santa Claus be something that you allow your children to believe in in your household, and you're looking for some kind of meaningful tradition that you want to incorporate every year around this beautiful season where we celebrate Christ's birth, go back to my episode 89 and check it out. 
another big pro and maybe a con depending on which way you look at it is promoting good behavior right so as age old as the song right that i sang to you guys upon the opening of this episode is he sees you when you're sleeping he knows when you're awake he knows if you've been bad or good so be good for goodness sake and some parents love this idea it's a perfect freebie so to say around the holidays especially when there's extra sugar involved that may allow our children to go a little crazy and allow them to be a little extra naughty that they can share about the Santa story about how he's watching and that only good kids get the presents and even looking at the big rise of the elf on the shelf culture same kind of concept an elf watches our kids behavior and then flies to the to north pole every night to tell santa and report on whether the child was naughty or nice now of course I'm sure many of us can imagine or maybe are even cringing at this whole idea that there's course of huge con here because one could argue that this approach might not foster intrinsic values of kindness and morality, right? It's kind of the almost like a bribery here. So that's the downside is that your children could possibly only act kind or could only obey or respect you around this time of year because they're worried about not just Santa, but also about only getting presents. So I'll tell you a quick story here. This would be one con that I would definitely believe in and that I don't necessarily adhere to or enjoy is, so my son uh, up on stage, he's usually a huge, big performer, and we had our Christmas play at church yesterday, and he would not get on stage and perform. He was very overwhelmed with all the lights and the sound. And so again, he's three and a half, where someone in my family, I won't mention any names, tried to bribe him to say if you're a good boy and you go up and perform you'll get a special toy when you get home so he still was not apt to doing so he sat out decided not to do it and then went on his merry way into the kids class later and had a good time but then the whole rest of the day this poor little boy cried and cried and cried because he was so upset that he couldn't get up and perform with his friends and play on the drums they were doing the little drummer boy so I was just so I was so amazed. I was like, wow, he all of a sudden is just wanting to get up there. Did he, was he really sad? He he felt excluded maybe. Um, Again, he's usually a normal little performer. Maybe he was sad he missed out on his opportunity, but it came out towards the evening last night um, as we were trying to get him to bed that he was very upset that he was not able to prove that he was a good boy so he could get a special toy or present. And so that right there was like, boom to the heart for me that I was like oh no he only wanted to participate and get up there after the fact only because he really felt like he wanted a toy not because he wanted to join not because he felt led to be there with his friends but because he wanted a toy so again not telling you how to believe in your own household but this for us is definitely a part of the Santa story that we actually do not encourage and that's something I also want to have a little caveat here and say that you you can and you could still have your children believe that there is a Santa Claus 
but you get to control the narrative in your own household, right? You can choose to leave that part out and say that, because, oh, you know, nowadays I, I've even read articles online where coal is out. Kids do not get coal anymore in their stockings, you know? So I think it's one of those things you can really still allow your child to believe in this imaginative, you know, figure without having to feel like you they have to believe in absolutely every single part and all the harm and done that goes along with it. But maybe that's why another reason why you would just say no just cold turkey like not believing in it at all because of course there are those narratives still around in history and cultures in different families and they attach it to the Santa Claus story so again it's up to you what you decide for you and your family I've got something really special to share with you. You know motherhood is a wild ride, right? I mean, it sure is. That's probably why you're listening to this podcast right now. I mean, we're juggling a million things, trying to keep our kiddos alive, and oh, let's not forget about that elusive thing called, air quotes, self-care. But here's the deal, mama. You deserve more than just survival mode. You deserve to thrive. Now, I'll be completely honest, I do not have a magic wand to make the chaos disappear, (laughs) if only, right? But what I do have is something pretty incredible that can help you find more energy, focus, and joy in the midst of the beautiful chaos. It's called the Energize Mama Method. I designed this with moms of little ones in mind because, well, I'm there too. I am in the trenches with you. I get the sleepless nights the sticky fingers, and the endless whys. And in this course, we're not just talking about managing the chaos. We're actually doing a deep dive into how you can create a life that feels energizing, purposeful, and yes, joyful. Now here's the exciting part. For the entire month of December, anyone who joins the Energize Mama method with me is not only getting a roadmap to reclaim their energy, but they'll also receive a free copy of my brand new cookbook and devotional called Need and Know. Picture this, healthy recipes your kids will love with a side of soul nourishing goodness. And because I believe in spreading the joy, you'll also get a complimentary coloring book to keep the little ones entertained. So mama, if you're ready to ditch the exhaustion and step into a life that's vibrant and fulfilling, this is officially your invitation. Head over to energyformoms.com or click the link below to join and let's embark on this journey to an energized, joyful motherhood together because you deserve it doing mama we are just breezing through these oh my goodness i'm not sure if you're any closer to a decision or not and so i am going to continue to help you i have about five or six more thoughts i want you to think about and then we'll wrap it up at the end so the next one is creating fond memories right so believing in santa can lead to really beautiful cherished memories and family bonding you know there's that yearly photo with santa that you can look back on and it's almost like a little memento to see how your children have grown, not just physically, but also emotionally. It's like, oh my gosh, remember last year you were screaming and so sad. And now look, you're sitting on his lap and laughing with him, you know, or um, it's the, you know, the excitement on Christmas Eve when they, when they go to bed and they're so excited to leave out those cookies and milk for Santa Claus to eat. But of course, the con there is that there are some parents that worry about the potential disappointment when children discover their tr- the truth, because there will be a time, right? Whether it's you have the conversation or it just dawns on them with so many things as our children grow and develop, especially emotionally and mentally, that 
a lot of their imagination starts to dwindle out. You know, I'm, I'm actually reading this really great book with my mom's book club that talks all about Mr. Rogers Neighborhood and how he, um, the book is called When You Wonder You're Learning and how he was always about creating curiosity in kids because they really start to lose that as they start to travel closer to the age of 10 and being a preteen. And we as adults really struggle with remaining curious. And yet when we remain curious, we actually are learning. So all that to say that there will be a time when your kids, their curiosity, right, killed the cat. Their curiosity is going to catch up with them and they will discover that Santa Claus is not real. And so I'll say that as an almost 36 year old adult, I've heard great things and bad things from this. I've heard people who have said that their kids just kind of figured it out on their own and they weren't upset and they understood and they wanted to even create and continue the magic for younger siblings or for their younger, um, say, family members. And then, of course, there were the kids that were like, wow, mom and dad, like you lied to me. Like, and that's what's really hard, right? That's really hard um, to come back because you don't know what way that your kid is going to react. I think if they come at it from a perspective of like, wow, you lied to me, you know, I think that's just a deeper conversation you can have with them and talk about how there's actually a lot of things in their childhood that you went along with. It wasn't about lying. It was about increasing their their creativity and their imagination. I, I think about how often I've ran from a T-Rex into a store just to escape them with my little three-year-old. And obviously there's not really a T-Rex here in Venice, Florida, but with my son, I was increasing that imagination. So was I lying to him? No, but we were having fun and the imaginative play that is so important for their emotional and their, honestly, their intellectual development. So on that same note, there is the con that there is the belief that potentially by allowing your child um, believe in Santa Claus, that there is some deception and trust that can be there, right? So critics would argue that perpetuating the Santa myth involves deception, which could erode trust when it's revealed. But again, that doesn't happen necessarily with every every child. Now, the pro, of course, of course, like supporters of the Santa Claus belief would say that it's totally harmless and it's just a culturally ingrained tradition. Again, a lot of children understand that when they become to a certain age and by the time they're aware that Santa isn't real, a lot of times emotionally they're also developed enough to where they realize, okay, I get it, like it is all around you. So it's also not going to be something that your child, um, depending of course on who they are, that they can see that it's all around, that it's more of a cultural thing and not just mommy and daddy lying to me kind of thing. It's like it is part of the beauty and the magic of Christmas. Now, another con could be managing expectations, right? So children, the con here could be that they would develop unrealistic expectations about gifts, which could lead to disappointment, right? And so this is different with every family, but there are some families who preach and, and share that Santa brings gifts on Christmas Eve and mommy and daddy, you know, give you presents on your birthday or for other occasions where there's some families that have some from Santa, some from, from the family members. And so the pro here though, is that 
even though it may be an opportunity where your kids may expect a lot, it can also be an opportunity for you to teach gratitude and manage expectations responsibly, right? And so as opposed to a Santa Claus figure not being there, here we can talk more about, you know, what is Santa teaching? That my, my pastor actually the past couple weeks has been doing a series about um, different characters in society that we have come now to know, you know, in the Christmas holidays, everyone from Santa Claus to Frosty the Snowman, Little Drummer Boy, all these iconic Christmas Christmas characters, a lot of them actually have really beautiful roots. A lot of them were stories that were created for people who did not know the Christ story, that did not know Jesus in a way that could be related in culture to speak to them, to draw them nearer to actually learning more about who Jesus was. So that's another thing I would like to say is that Santa Claus could be a way that you actually teach your children about Jesus. You could actually teach them more about gratitude and about giving and managing those expectations all through the Santa Claus story. So one other con that I came across online is some people said that by believing in Santa Claus that it's very exclusive kind of thing, right? So you have inclusive versus exclusive traditions. So a con is that maybe families of different cultural or religious backgrounds might feel excluded. For instance, um, maybe you or your family or some of your family are Jewish. And so the Jewish custom culture, they do not celebrate Jesus. And so they would not, excuse me, they do not celebrate his birth as the birth of the Messiah. So they maybe more celebrate Hanukkah and thus do not have Christmas. So they may feel more excluded because Santa Claus is not a part of their culture or their beliefs. However, you can always integrate Santa into diverse holiday celebrations, right? It's just like in our home, there was kind of the conundrum of there's a Santa Claus and a Santa Claus. And well, they're kind of the same figure, kind of the same guy, but they come on different days. And oh my gosh, how do we make sure our kids don't don't feel completely entitled and we don't spoil them. But what we decided to do was teach how Santa and Sinterklaas, that they're both men that are living out Jesus's um, desire to give his ultimate gift, right? His salvation, his love to the world and how it's better to give than receive. And they're doing God's work here on earth or being his hands and feet and helping people feel loved around the holiday season. Now I'm gonna bring you guys with two lasting pros and cons. So here we go, we're coming to the end here. We're landing the plane together, okay? So another big con that is brought up and I actually get to share with you my own story here is kind of navigating the awkward social dynamics because the con is if you don't let your child believe in Santa Claus, then your children might spoil the secret for others, which is really, potentially creating awkward situations. And I will share with you my story. So when I was four years old, my parents both became Christians and they decided amongst themselves, which probably means my mom <laughs> decided that they did not want to raise me believing in Santa Claus. So here I am a 36 year old woman, almost 36, um, who was raised in a family didn't believe in Santa Claus. I still had a big imagination. I still had beautiful Christmases, but I do remember something very significant is that I was definitely the kid that was trying to convince other kids that Santa Claus did not exist. I remember a conversation ingrained in the back of my brain when I was probably about six or seven with my cousin who did believe in Santa Claus. And I must've spent the entire 
30 minute car ride trying to convince her he how he did not exist and I was laying out like a lawyer all the reasons why he couldn't exist and and didn't exist and I look back as an adult and I'm like oh my gosh I hope I did not crush her dreams now I'm not saying that you should let your children believe in Santa Claus just simply for the feelings of others, of course, right? I mean, there are all kinds of toxic beliefs that are going on in our culture that we don't want our children just to believe so that they go along and don't harm the feelings of others, right? But it is something that you can think about. And a pro here is that, you know, even if your children, your home choose not to believe in Santa Claus, this is a great way for your children to learn about like keeping secrets or respecting others' beliefs um, that are different than their own. That can be very valuable, a very valuable lesson in how to approach people that have different beliefs or how to incorporate that in our conversations with different beliefs. How can we show love and truth in a certain way and meet people where they're at, right? So the last but certainly not least way um, that you can maybe want to think about when it comes to letting your children believe in Santa Claus or not, a big con happens to always come in the form of basically balancing materialism. So there's a lot of critics out there that worry that there's the focus on gifts from Santa really reinforces materialistic values. And of course, right? And I think, you know, with you listening to this podcast, you probably have kids five and under, and it is one of the times where kids are most me, me, me focused, right? They're growing into themselves. And so often they just see through their sweet little lens, right? beautiful side of that is they don't know to think of others just yet, right? The beautiful side is that means that they're less, way less um, um, influenced by peer pressure and things like that, but they also don't always know how to be good little givers and they don't really know the meaning of giving and receiving, but that's the opportunity that perhaps Santa and perhaps this whole season of giving can actually instigate for parents. And you can do this, of course, without believing in the Sarah, yes, Sarah, the Santa narrative in your family, right? You can use this opportunity to teach that true meaning of Christmas and bring it always back to Jesus. You know, as I close this here, you know, that's what I want to encourage you, Christian mama, is feel free in your household and every belief that you have is to always bring it back to Jesus. And if you need help doing that, I know that it's not always easy. I know that we come up with so many conundrums and our children, especially at this age, start to ask why, why, why so much? It can feel so overwhelming. And how are we always to know how to answer? I first and foremost would always remind you to stop, drop, and pray. The Holy Spirit will teach you and will give you the wisdom in ways that a human being never can. But on the second side, human beings were made for relationships, right? We were made to worship and honor and love God with all of our heart and soul and mind love our neighbor as ourselves and to love one another and to speak into one another's lives. So if you need help with whether it's how to break the news to your child that Santa Claus is not real um, or just anything to do with life in this world, in this crazy culture as a mom of littles, please come join our private Christian community for moms. I've got a private Facebook group. You can find us at momnationcommunity.com and it's a perfect way to just connect with moms who get it, who are like you, who are in the trenches and want to be there for one another. So 
As I end this episode, I just want to remind you, no judgment, hashtag no judgment here. The decision of whether to allow your children to believe in Santa Claus, it really involves a lot of weighing the pros and cons, right? Weighing everything from that enchantment and joy that it brings to, of course, the potential challenges related to trust, expectations, and cultural dynamics and all of that. But Ultimately, you, mama, have got to consider your own values, your family dynamics, and the impact on your children's emotional well-being. Have this discussion with your husband, you know? Make sure it's something intentional that you guys, you know, navigate and figure out together because it really can be a beautiful opportunity for you guys to have this open communication, feel like you guys are working together as a team and where you get to instill values together for your children and ultimately something that's going to impact your family long term because you're going to be discussing something and making a decision around something that's going to be creating lasting holiday traditions for you and your family together. So I am so honored to have your hearts and have your ears here today. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Energized Mama. Please, please, if you felt value and you love this episode, if you're like, oh my gosh, my girl over here has got to hear this, please send her this episode and go ahead and hit subscribe because I love, love, love pouring into your lives. It is not easy to be a mom out there nowadays and none of us should mom alone. On that note, have an absolutely fantastic holiday season. Know that you are so loved. You are so seen. You are heard here and I will see you guys on a future episode of the Energized Mama podcast.